It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. What do we have on tap? Well, only way to find that out, you have to tune in. You have to grab your ticket, get on board, put your seatbelt on. Most importantly, enjoy the ride. That's right. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith. And we are getting ready to get this train on the track. So let's get rolling. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Once again, it's your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith, on a Monday June the 20th, which is also a federal holiday today. It is the Monday after Juneteenth, which is now a federal holiday commemorating the freedom of slavery and so much more to go into that. And seeing that this is Juneteenth celebration and this day is set aside as a federal holiday to commemorate the freedom of slaves. This podcast will be zeroing in on once again kind of a black history feel to it. Uh, I'm going to start this show off today looking at the Black College Football Hall of Fame class of 2022. Some names of note. Ben Coates, tight end out of Livingstone College. Donald Driver, wide receiver out of Alcorn State University. John Vic Train Moody, running back out of Morris Brown College. Roscoe Nance, contributor, Tuskegee University. Nate Newton, offensive lineman, Florida AM. University. As we pull up some more names here, I am elated to be bringing you this content. Black College Football Hall of Fame will be enshrining seven HBCU legends in 2022. The Black College Football Hall of Fame enshrines seven HBCU legends for its class of 2022. Seven HBCU legends were selected from 29 finalists by the 10 HBC F-H-O-F, which is the Black College Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee members to become the Black College Football Hall of Fame's class of 2022. On behalf of the Board of Trustees, congratulations to the class of 2022, BCFHOF co-founder and 2011 inductee Doug Williams said, 
These men should feel proud of this honor. They have been voted. They have been voted some of the best to ever play, coach, or contribute to football at a historically black college and university. The names being coached, tight end, Livingstone College, Donald Driver, wide receiver, Alcorn State University. John Big Train Moody, running back, Morris Brown College, 1939 to 1941. Roscoe Nance, contributor, Tuskegee University. Nate Newton, offensive line, Florida A&M University. William Billy Nix, coach, Morris Brown College and Prairie View A&M University. Sammy White, wide receiver, Grambling State University. About the BCHOF class of 22. Ben Coates, player, tied in Livingstone College 1987 to 1990, finished his college career with 103 receptions, 1,268 yards, and 18 touchdowns. Selected by the New England Patriots in the 1991 NFL Draft. New England Patriots, 1991-1999. Five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. Baltimore Ravens, 2000. Played in the Super Bowl. He was the Super Bowl champion. Born August 16, 1969. Donald Driver, wide receiver, Alcorn State University, 1995 through 1998. Finished his college career with 88 receptions for 1,993 yards. Five-time athlete of the year, selected by the Green Bay Packers, seventh round of the 1999 NFL Draft. Green Bay Packers, 1999 to 2012. Former Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, Green Bay Packers franchise leader, for receptions and yards, born February the 2nd, 1975. John Big Train Moody, player. And this was a tweet coming from Pro Football Hall of Fame. John Big Train Moody is being inducted into the at BCFHOF tonight at 1881 Morris Brown, Black College National Champion, 1940, accumulated 290 total points and set a school record for Black college football players, which stood until 1948. Running back Morris Brown, college Black College National Champion, Moody accumulated 290 total points and set a record for black college football players which stood until 1948. He was an All-American, born 1917, died in 1995. Nate Newton. Offensive lineman, Florida A&M. University, 1979 to 1982. All Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference tackle, 1980. Washington football team, 1983. Tampa Bay Bandits, 1984-1985. Dallas Cowboys, 1986-1998. Six-time Pro Bowler, 1992-1996 and 1998. Two-time All-Pro, Carolina Panthers, 1999. 
born December the 20th, 1961. Roscoe Nance, a contributor to Clarion Ledger's first Southwestern Athletic Conference SWAC reporter, the paper's first black sports writer, and a journalist later known around the country as the Dean of Black College Sports Writers, 1978 through 1985, USA Today Sports Writer, 1986 through 2007, founding member of, founding member of and president of the SWAC Alumni Association, born 19, born December the 8th, 1948, died in January, January 9th, 2020. William Billy Nix, coach. Coach Bam Morris College, 1930 through 1935, 1937 through 1939, 1941 through 1942. Prairie View A&M University, 1945 to was 126, 36, and 8, the winningest coach in school history. Nix led the Panthers to five black college national titles and six Southwestern Athletic Conference titles. Born August the 2nd, 1905, died November the 2nd, 1999. Sammy White, player. Wide receiver, Grambling State University, 1972-1975. First team all SWAC selection, 1973-1975. As a senior, White caught 37 passes for 802 yards and 17 touchdowns. Selected by the Minnesota Vikings in the second round of the 1976 NFL Draft. Associated Press Offensive Rookie of the Year and UPI NFL NFC Rookie of the Year Award two-time Pro Bowl selection in 1976 and 1977. Minnesota Vikings, 1976 through 1985, 128 career games, 393 receptions, 6,400 receiving yards, and 50 touchdowns. Born March 16, 1954. Class of 2022's induction ceremony was held at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta, Georgia, during the Black College Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony and Juneteenth celebrations presented by the Atlanta Falcons on Saturday, June the 8th. So how fitting is it that we get to share this information with you during this Juneteenth celebration and especially on this day, which is set aside as a federal holiday to commemorate June 10th and I must say that for me to be able to bring this kind of information on such a momentous day I can't help but to say that I am honored and blessed to be able to bring you this information so I hope you have enjoyed the content of what I've brought to you thus far because there is so much more that I want to bring to you and I will bring it to you so don't you go nowhere because I have something right here, I do believe.
And that was a little bit of uh, Doug Williams talking about the inception and how they started the Hall of Fame and what it was and what it is now. What I'm going to do right now here is I am going to pause here and take a brief break. And when I come back, I will have some more to give you as this is the Juneteenth edition of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, a continuation from yesterday. So stay tuned with me and I will be right back with you. It is the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. It's the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. I want to let you know that this podcast is listener-supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship Brand on this podcast. Once again, A Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. You're listening to the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Once again, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Hope you are enjoying the ride. Uh, What I'm going to look at now is, and I'm not going to go through this whole list because time will not allow me to do that. But what I will do is, on my next podcast, I will definitely give you the full rundown. I'm going to take a look at the 30 best. As The headline says, Jerry Rice, Walter Payton and the 30 best HBCU football players of all time. So like I said, I'm going to be able to get this whole list to you because of time constraints. But I hope you enjoy the content. Historically, black colleges and university HBCUs have a long and storied history of iconic football. HBCUs have just as, have just as long an account of putting great football players in the NFL, current players like Darius Leonard, South Carolina State, and Tariq Cohen, North Carolina A&T, have impacted the league. Players like John Taylor, Alabama A&M, and Steve McNair, Alcorn State, had Super Bowl moments to remember. HBCUs were often the only place that recruited black players to play football until the early 1980s. That is especially true of quarterbacks. The McNair mentioned above went to Alcorn State because that was the only school to recruit him to play quarterback. During segregation, football players who were born in the South usually played for an HBCU because schools in the SEC, ACC, Big 8, and Southwest Conference 
the Big 8 is now the Big 12, and the SWC is part of the Big 12, AAC and Conference USA did not recruit black players. Despite being denied the opportunity to play at historically white colleges, players from historically black schools are some of the best players in college football history. Some like Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Robert Brazil are among the best players in NFL history. So here's a ranking of the 30 best HBCU football players of all time. Coming in at number 30, Ken Houston, safety, Prairie View A&M University. For most NFL players, the prime of their careers last anywhere from five to seven years. However, former Houston and Washington safety Ken Houston is the exception to that rule. Drafted in the ninth round of the 1967 AFL draft by the Houston Oilers, Houston was a Pro Bowl for 12 straight years. In 1971, Houston set a record for return touchdowns in one season with five, four interceptions, and one fumble recovery. That record would stand for 35 years until 2006 when Devin Hester had six returns for touchdowns, though none was on defense. Houston was either first or second team All-Pro from 1968 to 1979. Houston was traded to Washington in 1973 after six seasons with the Houston Oilers. Despite the consistency in Houston's career, the Texas native is considered one of pro football's most underrated superstars. The narrative fits Houston's work-hard approach to the game. After a standout career at Dunbar High School in Lufkin, Texas, Houston received just two college offers, one from Bishop College and Prairie View A&M University. However, Bishop rescind their request because they had not desegregated. Houston had an outstanding career at Prairie View, which began playing center, then switching to linebacker. It was there at linebacker where Houston would garner All-American honors. Those humble beginnings would mold Houston into one of the great players of his era. Number 29, Elvin Bethea. Elvin Bethea, defensive end, North Carolina A&T. Trenton, New Jersey native Elvin Bethea began setting records while still in high school. As a track and field standout at Trenton Central High School, Bethea set the New Jersey State record in the shot put in 1964, a record that would stand some 30-plus years. As a member of the Houston Oilers, Bethea also set records. After being drafted in the third round in 1968, Bethea would play the most seasons in an Oilers jersey, 16, the most consecutive regular season games, 135, and the most regular season games in Oilers Titans history. Bethea and Jackson State alum Robert Brazil formed one of the most formidable pass rush tandems in the 1970s. Bethea ended his career with 105 sacks, leading the team in sacks six times. In addition, Bethea had double-figure sack seasons five times, including 16 in 1973 during a 1-13 season. Not bad for someone who began their career playing offense. When Bethea started his career at North Carolina A&T, he played both offensive guard and tackle, along with playing defensive end and linebacker. Bethea was a standout at all positions and was a three-time Pittsburgh Courier Black College Football All-American. 
even after being drafted by the Oilers, Bethea began his career as an offensive lineman. But then Bethea made the switch, and the rest is history. Number 28, Rayfield Wright, offensive tackle, Fort Valley State University. There have been some pretty good basketball players turned football players, asked Antonio Gates. If Wright is not the best of them, he is close. Wright was a standout basketball player at the newly integrated Griffin High School in Griffin, Georgia. Ironically, Wright did not make his high school football team. Instead, Wright went to Fort Valley State on a basketball scholarship and was discovered by football coach Stan Lomax. Because Wright was such a good athlete, Lomax put his diamond in the rough all over the field. Wright played free safety, defensive end, and even punter during his time at Fort Valley State. However, tight end is the position that he excelled at in college. The Cowboys drafted the man known as Big Cat in 1969. By 1971, however, Wright was languishing on the Cowboys' depth chart as a backup tight end. Fortunately for Wright, legendary head coach Tom Landry saw in Wright the same thing Lomax saw, an athlete who could play anywhere. Landry saw that Wright was agile, solid, and a hard worker. I looked at him with amazement because I never played tackle before in my life, Wright recalled. I said, Coach, are you sure? He said, yeah, you'll make a good tackle. It turns out, Landry was right. Wright helped open up holes for Dallas's first five 1,000-yard rushers on his way to six Pro Bowls and two Super Bowl rings. Number 27, Larry Little, offensive guard, Bethune-Cookman University. Larry Little, offensive guard, Bethune-Cookman University. Larry Little's name is synonymous with championships. Even after his playing days with the Dolphins, Little returned to his beloved alma mater, Bethune-Cookman, and won two MEACs titles, 1984 and 1988. In addition, three of his former players went on to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. J.D. Hall, MEAC, Jeff Parker, Bethune-Cookman University, and Steve Thomas, AFL, are Hall of Famers like their coach. Little's NFL career did not have a half, did not have a half, did not have a Hall of Fame beginning. First, Little went undrafted in 1967 and signed with the San Diego Chargers. Little chose the Chargers after the Chargers offered him the most significant signing bonus. The bonus was $750. Little asked to be released after less than a week. Head coach Sid Gilman persuaded Little to stay, but Little did not play much. After middling on the Chargers' depth chart for two seasons, Little was traded to the Dolphins. It didn't particularly, I didn't particularly like the trade, Little says now. The Dolphins weren't much then. However, what was in Miami was an opportunity to start. Little would be part of one of the best offensive lines in football history. But instead, Little was part of an offensive line that helped open holes for Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris, Jim Kick. In 11 seasons with the Dolphins, Little won two Super Bowls 
and was a five-time All-Pro. Little's career is proof that it does not matter where you start, but where you finish. And on that note, I'm going to put a bow on this episode of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. Like I said, time will not allow me to go farther as I want, but I promise you, I will go ahead and rehash this tomorrow on my podcast. Yes, I'm going to be with y'all pretty much all this week. I am leading up to my 200th episode, and I'm not doing this to rush to my 200th episode, but I'm doing this because I am getting some content out that I think is very pertinent to get out. I think it's some content that needs to get out, some content that needs to stay in the minds of people because as you're seeing that HBCUs have been a very big contributor to NFL teams. As you can see, some of the players that have went on to have Hall of Fame careers that are from HBCU schools. And like I said, this is the Juneteenth celebration. So like I said, this show does have somewhat of a black history feel to it as far as sports is concerned. But I think it's a history that should be in the minds of people, not just once a year, whether it be Black History Month or whether it be Juneteenth. But I think it's something that should be carried on and kept in the minds of the listening public year in and year out. So I hope once again that you have enjoyed the content of this short and quick podcast. Uh, There may be or may not be a poll question. I'm not sure. I may ask a question, though which would require that you do your due diligence and homework. And that question would be, who do you think are some of the greatest HBCU players of all time? Once again, this is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I'm bringing this train into the station. Hope you have enjoyed. Enjoy the rest of this day. Enjoy the rest of this week. This is your favorite conductor and your favorite podcast that you love to listen to. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Yours truly, Anthony Smith, saying be blessed and be a blessing.